pray. If you have the word of the Lord, we're going to go back into Ephesians, but I'm, I'm going to go to a specific two verses. Last week we went to 3, 4, 5, and 6, not last week, but the last time. Talk, but today we're going to go into, I want to look at verses 4 and 5. And the Apostle Paul writes, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So I'm wanting to look at this, this chosen for today. Chosen. You know, isn't it amazing when the Apostle Paul says, according as he hath chosen us in him. According as he, he's talking about God. According as God hath chosen. Look at what, you know I've talked about this in chapter 1, how the Apostle Paul, when he writes these things, and here he says, he's chosen us in him. So he had had chosen us. Paul in him. And let me see if I can let me see if I can find it real quick. I was I was just reading in Acts. Acts chapter nine. And it starts out in verse one and saw yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And we know that Paul seen this bright light and everything. And so it was kind of interesting as he goes on. And remember, he went into Damascus, and then God spoke unto Ananias. Actually, it was Jesus spoke unto Ananias. And in verse 10, he said, There was a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and I'm going to drop down. In verse 13, And then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So we can see Jesus right here. He's saying that he, Paul, of course, back then he was Saul, was a chosen vessel. He was chosen in him. So accordingly, we look at that and he says he's a chosen vessel. Now if we go forward, Sue, and we go in here to Ephesians, and we look at this, and here's Paul, in verse 4, is saying, according as he hath chosen us, that's you and me. You and me and him. He has chosen us. When did he choose Paul? In him before the foundation of the world. 
So he chose Saul, Paul, before the foundation of the world, and he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. And as you can see in Acts, when Jesus said, for he is a chosen vessel, we're chosen vessels also. He chose us in him. It's the same thing. That's why Paul says us. He's chosen us in him. Isn't it awesome? And we look at this. The author of the choice is God, and it is entirely sovereign. It's entirely sovereign. It's all him. He chose us in him. I don't know why he chose me. I don't know why he might chose you. But I guess I'm thankful that he did. I don't know what his criteria was, Gary, for choosing certain people. Or did he just pick a name, Bill? And it's amazing when we look at that, that he wrote names in the Lamb's Book of Life. He knew your name. William Kegabine. He knew your name, Bill. Before the foundation of the world, before this, this world, this universe was spoken into existence by God, he knew all of our names. Isn't that amazing? When we look at that and we realize he knew our names. How could he? But he's God, right? So he, he knows that. You know, it, it's sovereign. It's entirely on the part of God. And God and Jesus Christ with God. Read the beginning of the book of John. That he was with him in the beginning. Chosen. Election. Predestinated. What do you want to do? It's, it's a picking out or a selection. He selected us in him. He picked us out. Your names could be in the Lamb's book of life. God's going to talk to you in a still, small voice. He's going to come to you. And he's going to say, I want you to be part of me. That's what he did when he talked to Bill, Sue, Mabel, me, Roger, Leroy. He talked to us, and he basically told you, told us, I want you to be part of me. I want you to be part of my family. Because he's predestinated us unto the adoption of children. We have been adopted into his family. And I heard um, Brother Jimmy and, you know, talking about that adoption and being chosen. He was talking about this a little bit the other day. This is pretty much a message that I had, I had already written out before, but I thought it was apropos for this time. And Brother Jimmy was talking, and he was saying, remember how I told you if, if in, in, in ancient times, in Israel, times of Israel, back then, if you were adopted into a family, you could never be taken out of that family. Once you're adopted into the family, you're in that family forever. Brother Jimmy was talking about that. I have a thing that's called, a book that's called Manners and Customs of the Bible. And it talked about that same thing in there. That's where I got it from. And then I heard Brother Jimmy talk about it, and I thought, this is pretty good. That that's the way it is. You know, when we've been adopted into the family of God, we can never be taken out. Your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. God does not make a mistake. Not at all. That's not the way he is. 
So I, I want to read something that I wrote on Gill on verse 4, talking about election. And yet some of all nations, Jews and Gentiles, are included in it. Aren't you glad for that? That Jews and Gentiles are included. Though none for any previous qualifications in them, as not for their good works, faith, holiness, or perseverance therein. For these are fruits and effects of election, and therefore cannot be causes of it. Excuse me. And this choice is made in Christ, and the persons chosen are chosen in Him, and by being chosen, they come to be in Him. See? So even your names could be, and if you're chosen, you're going to be in Him. It's, when, when, we, when we read these things, that's what I like when, when I'm, I'm studying out these things. Reading this book, George Mueller, reading Bain on Ephesians, some of these other books um, that we read, we understand these things, we see these things, that good works, faith, holiness, or perseverance are fruits and effects of election, not causes of election. God didn't look out and see, see Susie and saw Susie was going to be good. Susie is good and here today because she was chosen in him before the foundation of the world. That's what it is. And that the good works that we do are fruits of the Holy Spirit. Our faith, our holiness, our perseverance. We persevere. TULIP. TULIP, the acronym. That P is the perseverance. We're going to persevere through all things, aren't we? Because why? God is with us. We can persevere through all these things because of what he has done for us. And what Leroy said, I can do all things through Christ, which gives me strength. He infuses us with that strength that we can do these things. We can live a life that's holy and devoted unto him because he is what? He's in our heart. He's in us. He's with us all the time. It, it is what? It is because of the grace of God, isn't it? It's because of the grace of God that we can find the strength to face each day. Sometimes it gets really hard to face the day, don't it? Sometimes things just aren't going our way. But by the grace of God, we can face each and every day and go through it and persevere through these things that are happening in the world. We're going to look at some um, verses in the scriptures. Turn to Romans chapter 9. We're going to read verse 11. This is in parentheses. For the children, because she was talking about in verse 10, and not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac. For the children, being not yet born, 
neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. So we can see it was the purpose of election. Jacob was through, Israel was going to come into being. So the purpose of God, according to election, might stand. Not of works, remember we talked about that, it's not of works, but of him that calleth. So we can see, even in the Old Testament, we see that the purpose, that the purpose of God, according to what? Election might stand. It's awesome when we see these things, that in the Old Testament, that were according to the purposes of God. It's awesome when we look at this. Let's, let's stay in verse, uh, yeah, chapter 9. Let's go down to 23 and 24. And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. So we could see Paul, he's writing here in, in, the, in the book of Romans, and again he, he says the same thing as he said in Ephesians uh, chapter 1. Even us, even us whom he hath called. That we would be good witnesses out into the world. That we would be out there and showing and, and, and letting everybody see that our faith stands in God and not in anything else. That, are, that is just so awesome. Now we're going to go back a little bit. We're going to go into Romans chapter 8. We're going to read verses 30 through 32. We look at it. Paul writes, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So we can see, and we start out in verse 30, and he says, Moreover, whom he did predestinate. He predestinates us. Then he also called. So if he predestinates us, he is going to call us. That still small voice that comes unto us. And whom he called, them he also justified. If he calls us, he justifies us. He makes us not guilty. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. We're going to be with him in a mortal glory. Isn't it awesome when we realize that we can look at it and we can see that we've gained the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's awesome. And I guess I'm, I'm looking more, and as I'm slowing down and I'm reading, you see these things in here. 
And when we look, we see that this, the Bible was not just written for that time. It was written for us also. And, and you might ask, well, how can we say that? But look, when we see this, and in verse 31, look at what, 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 does, what does Paul write there? He says, what shall we? See, this is why we need to slow down and study out and read the Bible, because we can see that Paul says, what shall we? What shall you? What shall Paul say? When say to these things, if God be for, here's that word again, us. If God be for us, who can be against us? Now we got Paul saying, if God is for me, he's for you. And then he's saying, who can be against us? Who can be against you? Who can be against him? If God is for us, who can be against us? Paul is including us into that family, isn't it? Isn't he? That we would read this into the future and we could see that Paul is including us with him. This is why I, I love when we look at these things. And in verse 32, he continues on in this and he said, He that spared not his own son, he didn't spare his son but delivered him up for us all. That means for back then, for them there, and all the saints of God that were going to come to know Jesus Christ in the future, up until, as we're reading in Revelation, that second coming, right? That second coming of Jesus Christ. We look at this. He spared not it, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give, there's the word again, Gary, us all. Give us all things. Give us all things. All these things, what he's talking about. What, what, what is he talking about? What is he talking about here? Let's, let me get back into, into Ephesians. I'll get there. Hang on. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1, in verse 2, he says, Grace be to you in peace. Freely give us all things. Grace, peace, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He's given us these things. As we look, he freely gives us all these things. You know, when we look at it, and in verse in chapter 2, verse 1, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Quickened, he's given us life, who were dead in trespasses and sins. We were dead in trespasses and sins, but now we're alive through what? Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherein in time past, walked according to the course of this world. I'm going to go down to verse 3 among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, when? Even when we were dead in sins. 
Wow. Hath quickened us together. Look at This is what I like when we look at it. He's quickened us. He's given us life. Paul's saying given us life. Given us life. With Christ by grace ye are saved. So we can look at these things. And we think he's blessed us. He's freely given us all things. He's freely given us love. He's rich in mercy. He has quickened us together with him. Wow. When we look at this and we see that he spared not his own son, but gave him for you. He gave his son to die upon the cross for our sins. This is, this is so amazing as we look at these things. Turn to Second uh, Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians chapter two. We're going to read verses thirteen and fourteen. Apostle Paul again writing, and we can see right away he starts in. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. To salvation. Isn't it awesome when we look at this thing? And he talks about this. Chosen. Chosen you to salvation. He's chosen us in him. When we look at these things and we realize how good it is you know, in, in Matthew chapter 22, you don't have to turn there. In verse 14, it talks about that many are called, but few are chosen. Many receive a, a general call of the scriptures, but few are chosen. Few are chosen. When he talks about the, the gate, and the gate is is wide, the road is wide and the gate is wide that lead to destruction. And what does it say? And many there be which go in thereat. But he says, but narrow is the way. Straight is the way. Narrow is the gate that leads unto life everlasting. And few there be which go in thereat. So this thing that that some people want you to believe that All can make a choice, they can't. Only those that are chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Turn to Revelation chapter 20. I know we're going to get there, to Revelation chapter 20, but I want us to go there. Look in verse 15. You know, it talks about in the books were opened and another book was opened, which was the book of life. 
But look at what it says here in verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. We look at these things and we see this. It's just, it's, it just, not everybody believes the same way we believe. Look at in verse 21 and, and look at what, what John writes. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. That's what it's going to be because we have been chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Turn to Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter one. We're going to read verses eight and nine. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. For many are called, but few are chosen. They hear a general calling. What does it say here, Gary? It says here, who hath saved us and called us what? With an holy calling. A holy calling. It's awesome when we see this. And this calling, we've already established that, but let's look at it here. Not according to our works. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given, there's the word us, again, us in Christ Jesus, was given us, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Wow. We look at these things. It's so awesome when we see these things. I wrote down some things. Uh, God preserves us and keeps us from dangers and sins. God puts us into his son's hand where we are safely preserved. Safely preserved. We're preserved in Him. And when I talked about verse 4 and 5, this is where it is. He preserves us and keeps us from dangers. You know, because He loved us, what? Even when we were dead in sins. Before, before we knew we were a child of God, He knew that we were a child of God. 
and he watched over us. He loved us. And when he loves us, he's going to watch over us and he's going to keep us. And he preserves us and keeps us from dangers and sins. God gives us into his son's hand, doesn't he? Where we are safely preserved and he takes care of us, doesn't he? You know, it's, you know, it's, it's when they talk about, you know, Allstate. Remember, they used to have that commercial, right, Bill? You're in good hands with Allstate. You know, they had the hands. I look at that now and say that, you know what? We are in good hands, aren't we? But we're in the hands of Jesus Christ right now. And he gives us in him all that the Father, Jesus said, you know, all that the Father giveth me, giveth me. It's kind of another way of saying that, that he's cho- we're chosen in him and he gives us in him. Of all that the Father giveth me, he says, what does he say? I will lose not one. I'm not going to lose any of you. When you're in his hands, you're in his hands forever and for good. And no one, no one can pluck us out of his hands. Not at all. Not at all. According to an eternal purpose, salvation was not only resolved upon, but the scheme of it was contrived from eternity. All of this was before the foundation world. God knew exactly what was going to happen. Just like when we talked about this COVID, none of it took him by surprise, did it? None of the things that happened in the Garden of Eden or anything took him, took him by surprise. Nothing takes him by surprise. Salvation or calling are not according to the works of man. men. Works are not the moving cause of salvation, but the free love and favor of God. That makes it sound really good, doesn't it? When we look at that and we see that it's according to the works of men. It's not according to our works. I could have done a lot of good things in this world. You know what? You can, you can come to church every single day, but that doesn't mean you're a child of God. Been chosen in him before the foundation. And we looked in Ephesians. We can see that salvation according, is according to his own purpose and grace. According to his own purpose and grace. In closing, I'm going to read just one more thing that, I, that I, I wrote out from Gil. But I want you to listen to here. Vocation is also according to both the purpose and grace of God. It is according to his purpose that the persons called are fixed upon by him whom he predestinates he calls. None are called but whom God purposed to call. And for their calling, no other reason can be assigned but the sovereign will of God. Nor can any other reason be given why others are not called. The time of their calling is fixed in the decrees of God, and the place where, and means whereby, and occasions whereof, are all predetermined by him. And this is according to grace. The author of it is the God of all grace. So I want you, did, did, you, did you hear what, I, what, what Gil wrote? The time of their calling is fixed in the decrees of God. So when we look at that, and it says, and the place where, 
and the means whereby and occasion whereof are all predetermined by him. So if you're a child of God, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, these things are going to happen. Your calling is fixed. The place wherein means whereby and occasion whereof are all determined by him. So we need to, we need to give thanks unto God. And we need to look at this and just rejoice in the fact that according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself according to the good pleasure of his will, and to know that but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by whose grace ye are saved. I thank you for your kind attention this morning.